From WEDU-PBS, this is Be More Unstoppable. Today's episode is especially meaningful to me because I have been a volunteer with this organization for over 17 years. Today we're going to be talking to Steve King. He's the executive director of Meals on Wheels of Tampa. They serve hot, nutritious meals to senior citizens and the homebound. We're also going to be talking with some of the recipients. I feel especially proud to be part of this organization because I get the opportunity to see the direct impact that they make on this community. A big part of what we are about is taking care of the people who built this community that you and I now get to call home. We have individuals who taught in the school system for 50 years. We have musicians that played in Ybor City way back when. We have restaurant owners and bank clerks, and it's good and right to be able to take care of them at this point in their life, to help them so they can remain strong and independent and living in their own home. Steve King, the executive director of Meals on Wheels of Tampa. Thank you so much for being here with us on our Be More Unstoppable podcast. Absolutely. Thank you, Veronica, for having me. Of course. You and I have known each other for several years Yes. because of the fact that I have been a volunteer with Meals on Wheels of which Tampa. Which I love. <laughs> yeah. Which I love as well. Um, this past fall, I celebrated my 17th anniversary with Meals on Wheels of Tampa. Wow. So it is obviously something that I'm very passionate about, which is why I'm even more excited to be able to share the mission of Meals on Wheels of Tampa. So let's start with that. Well, Meals on Wheels of Tampa is all about taking care of people who are homebound, disabled, and elderly. A lot of people think it's only for the elderly. It's not. It's for anybody that's homebound. And we serve people of all ages who have difficulty shopping or cooking for themselves. The whole goal of our mission is to help people remain independent, living right where they want to be in the comfort and security of their homes for as long as they can. When you say that a person is homebound, Can you help folks understand what exactly that definition is? Sure, sure. I know a lot of people think of homebound as somebody perhaps in a wheelchair or on a walker who can't get out, but it's much more extensive than that. We serve people who have difficulty with transportation, with family issues. Anybody who has difficulty getting out of their house, you know, my mom... Uh, who passed away about two and a half, three years ago. She lived with me the last four years of her life. Uh, She died at the age of 92. And I saw how difficult it was for her to get out of the house. In the last couple of years, she was basically bed-bound. But even before that, just the things we so often take for granted, hop in a car and go to Publix or through a drive-thru or whatever it may be, The folks we serve, they can't do that. They're not able to. Uh, Most of the time, it's because of physical issues. Sometimes it's because of issues beyond that. But for whatever the reason, they have difficulty getting out of the home. Let's talk a little bit about food insecurity. Yes. You know, we know that, especially for our senior population, which continues to boom here in the Tampa Bay area, food insecurity is a major thing. Absolutely. Nationwide, it's a major thing, and certainly right here in Tampa. 
Meals on Wheels America, who is kind of our umbrella organization over all Meals on Wheels in the United States, says that one in every six seniors are food insecure. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean they're all going hungry, but they don't have the access to fresh, healthy food that can keep them healthy as they move forward. When you think about one in six, it's almost hard to believe. And then when you look at our area with so many elderly around, it just boggles the mind. How many recipients does Meals on Wheels serve each day? Well, we deliver right now to about 950 homes every day, thanks to volunteers like you hmm. and, and so many others throughout this community. Um, so we deliver to those 950 homes, but we do another seven to 800 meals a day for some organizations that we serve. We serve eight different hospice houses in a four-county area. We also serve three mental health centers. So we do about 17 to 1800 meals a day, but actually actual home deliveries is about 950. So obviously the main component of Meals on Wheels is the meals. Let's talk a little bit about the food. So meals are delivered, like you said, five days a week, correct? Correct. And for those folks who perhaps need meals every day of the week, how does Meals on Wheels fill that gap? We deliver a hot, fresh, healthy meal made fresh in our kitchen each morning, five days a week, as you mentioned. But also on Friday, we deliver two frozen meals, also made fresh in our kitchen and then frozen for the weekend. So we provide meals 365 days a year for the folks that we serve. Now, our meals are really good. I mean, I knew you expect me to say that as (laughs) as the director of the program, but they are. You know, I've eaten lunch there pretty much every day for the last 16, 17 years, and uh, I have to taste the food, you know. And (laughs) and we have restaurant-quality food. A lot of people think of Meals on Wheels as just opening a can of beans or something. No. Or like, you know, a a frozen TV dinner type thing. Right, exactly. Mm -hmm. And no, this is a good, fresh healthy meal. And I invite anybody to give me a call and come on down and have lunch at our place. It is nutritionally balanced. And you do have an executive chef that takes a lot of care into developing the menus. We do. We have actually a director of food services and two chefs who work on our meals. And as you said, they are nutritionally balanced. They provide one third of the recommended RDA for for seniors. I'm amazed when I eat it sometimes that it's healthy healthy because it tastes so good. And, uh, uh, but yeah, they're, they're fresh, healthy meals. And, you know, for people who are alone, people who are homebound, who are isolated, who can't get out to do the things that we do, like shop and cook and those kind of things, that meal is so important. Going back to my mom, who I talked about earlier, I saw how she wasn't eating well when she was still in her home. It's part of the reason she moved in with me. It would be easier for her to have some peanut butter crackers mm-hmm. or maybe a bowl of cereal rather than the vegetables she needed, the sustenance that she needed nutritionally. So many people are in that scenario. They just, it's hard to cook for one person. Correct. And, and right. And especially for folks who who suffer from a disability or arthritis, right, it's exactly. difficult for them to stand over a stove and create 
a meal for themselves. Right, right. Much less a healthy one. Correct. You know, and um, so that food is so important. You know, it's one of our three key words. Our three key words at Meals on Wheels are nourish, enrich, and strengthen. And that first key word, nourish. Nourish the body. That's what we do. We want to keep people healthy and strong because that impacts every part of their life. Before we go on to just the human aspect right. of a volunteer visiting a person each day. The health aspect alone, from what I understand, Meals on Wheels is actually saving money by keeping senior citizens healthy and fed. Absolutely, and in their homes. Uh, in fact, I was just reading a statistic yesterday about what would the cost be for the 950 or so folks that we serve to be in a healthcare facility for one year. And it would be about $22 million. Well, we can serve those same people in their homes for less than $2,000 each. So a total of six hundred, eight hundred thousand. So from a community aspect, it not only makes sense to have people live where they want to be in their homes and remain healthy, but it's a huge financial issue. Part of the reason nationwide that we struggle is because health care costs, as you well know, are, are very high. And if people go into a facility, which most don't want to do, some do, some need to, but if they want to be in their homes rather than at a facility, it's a great savings to the community to keep them there as long as they can. Yes. I mean, it's such a simple thing. Is right. Keeping people fed with healthy meals yeah. keeps them out of the hospitals. It's really amazing. And you know what I love, Veronica, about our mission is that I think every single person can relate to what we do because all of us have grandmas and grandpas and moms and dads who are aging or have aged through the years. And we understand the importance of, of that connection, you know, being able to keep people healthy for as long as possible. Absolutely. Let's shift into another aspect of Meals on Wheels, and that is the visit each day from a volunteer, the yes. way that Meals on Wheels enriches the lives of a homebound person. So vital. That's our second key word. Uh, nurse body, second keyword is enrich, enrich the spirit. We are about providing healthy food. We are meals on wheels, but the special component of our mission is that daily volunteer visit that the recipient encounters. That volunteer visit, as you all know from doing it so long, does so many things. Just a smile and a kind word to somebody who oftentimes is isolated and alone. It sounds dramatic, and it really is, but most times the only time that recipient will actually talk to somebody the entire day will be to that volunteer who brings a meal. Uh, other than that, a lot of times it's the radio is on, the TV's on, but I just think about we get up in the morning and we, we say good morning to our families, we hop in a car, we go to work and see people, we're here now doing this mm -hmm. and we'll do whatever later on. Imagine just day after day after day being isolated and unable to get out. And so that volunteer visit is a crucial part of what we do. Not only the visit itself, which is so many beautiful stories about that, but the fact that it's a safety check. 
on the person. If something is not quite right, the volunteer will call our office and we'll follow through with the emergency contact to make sure that that individual is okay. And for many of our folks who have family maybe scattered across the country or even around the world, for their family members to know somebody's come by every day to check on grandma or grandpa or mom or dad, bring a good meal, just have a minute or two of conversation at the doorstep, and just to make sure they're all right, that brings peace and comfort to the family members of those we serve. You know, I really wanted to emphasize that part of just the actual wellness check, um, because as a volunteer for many years, I've run into situations where I've had a recipient not answer the door. And then, of course, the protocol is to call the office. And the fact that every single one of those persons who has a meal delivered to them that day, there, there is that welfare check and yep. and it is a policy for the volunteers. They must check in with the office. And then that way, Meals on Wheels is able to follow up to make sure that that person is okay. Because I know <clears throat> over the years, there have been a few instances sure. where a person has suffered a slip and fall and was unable to get to the door. And it was because of that Meals on Wheels volunteer that they were able to get help, you know, get emergency services in there and actually help that person. Exactly. It, you know, it, it doesn't happen every day by any means, but it does right. happen mm-hmm. fairly regularly where where the volunteer sees something's just not right. Or as you say, the person does doesn't answer the door and you're thinking why uh sometimes it's a very innocent reason they're they're asleep and they don't (laughs) hear the doorbell but other times it's more serious Mm -hmm. and there's been many many cases where because of our trusted volunteer visiting that individual the help that the recipient needed was able to be received I would like to share just a quick story. And this happened very early on in my years of volunteering with Meals on Wheels, but it still impacts me to this day. I was delivering to a gentleman, um, and I still remember his name. He was, his name was Mr. Ball. He was, um, he was a widower. And each week I would visit him and he was always very sad. And he would tell me about his wife who had passed away. And one day I visited him and I noticed that he took some time to get to the door and he seemed even more sullen than usual. He seemed like there was something going on, something bigger than normal. So even though he did answer the door and accepted the meal, I ended up calling the office. And in turn, they got in contact with his family. And it had turned out that health-wise and emotionally-wise, he wasn't doing as well as the family had been led to believe. Right. And they actually made room in their home, and they moved him in with them at Beautiful. that point. Yeah. And even though for me, I was sad losing one of my recipients who I love to visit, it made me feel really good to know sure. that through Meals on Wheels, we, we were able together to make a difference in Mr. Ball's life, and he was able to actually be with his family and out of that isolation. And Veronica, I thank you for being the kind of volunteer you are and and. Our volunteers make such an impact on those that we serve. They become family in many cases when family aren't around. Can I tell a quick story just to kind of show the community aspect of what we do? We have a volunteer who delivers weekly. Most of our volunteers do, and that's how they get to know the people. Delivers weekly. Uh, would deliver to an elderly woman who loved orange soda. 
And so many times he would stop at, we're not supposed to do this, but he'd stop, <laughs> he'd stop at the little store and get her a six-pack orange soda to bring with her meal. And one day he was talking to her before Thanksgiving. He said, is your family coming down from th- for Thanksgiving? Her family lives up north. She said, no, they're not coming down. So he thought... I'm going to go by on Thanksgiving, drop off some orange soda, and just talk with her a while. He drove by on Thanksgiving Day, and there were two cars in the driveway, and kids playing out front. And he thought, oh, great, a family came down. He, later on in the week when he delivered, he, he said, I saw your family came down. And she go, my family didn't come down. And he said, but I drove by, and I saw kids in cars. That was my Meals on Wheels family. I had two volunteers come over and bring a Thanksgiving meal and spend the afternoon with me. And I thought, you know, that that's what it's all about. That's what we're about, is building that community, letting those folks know who are isolated and alone that we love you, we care for you. And you're one of those volunteers. So just thank you for that, <laughs> Franca. Well, I mean, I know that I echo the sentiment of every other volunteer, when I say that we as volunteers, we get more out of Meals on Wheels sometimes than we think the recipients do. Mm. Um, from a volunteer perspective, just being able to to say hi to somebody, mm-hmm. you know, to, to open that door and just give that person a smile. You know, some of the recipients, they just graciously accept the meal, you know, say hello for one second and sure. they go about their way. Um, some of our recipients love to sit down and chat, you know, so yep. I have a, a handful of recipients who, you know, I talk with for a little while and yeah. we've gotten to know each other pretty well. Um, so it is, it's, you know, it's so great to develop those relationships. And um, it comes to mind too, uh, one of the special things that Meals on Wheels does for recipients is they're always recognized on their birthday. Yes, we we always send a birthday cake on their birthday, and the volunteers can sing happy birthday Which to I've them if done. they want to do. Apologies it's to a, my recipients. And, no, <laughs> and, and folks love it. And we do a lot of special things beyond the daily meals for our recipients. On the third Saturday of each month, we deliver a fresh bag of produce in our Produce on Wheels program. Folks love our meals, and but they're cooked, and sometimes they want just good fresh fruit or a salad. We also bring hurricane kits in May uh, with shelf-stable meals and directions of what to do in case of an emergency. You know, when a storm comes, you and I can hop in our cars and get out of town, but these folks can't. We want them to be ready to, to make it through. On Thanksgiving Day, we deliver flowers and cards that the community donates and makes. We also deliver a holiday bag in the third week of December each year that is just chock full of puzzles, coloring books, toiletries, gifts, snacks. It happens every year, but I'll get two or three notes that say, you know, that's the only gift I got this year. Thank you for Mm. that. So a lot of things we do just to remind our folks that we love them. Here's a little bit of my conversation with John and Victoria. Not only are they Meals on Wheels recipients, but they're also on my route. So I get to visit with them every week. So let's start by talking a little bit about you. When you were younger, you performed for the USO, right? I was for the guys overseas. I liked Hawaiian dancing, and the guys used to get up and do a little dance with me, do a little hula. 
Besides working with the USO, what did you used to do for a living? I was always a dancer. I danced all over the United States. I had 18-piece bands behind me. I enjoyed it. Okay, John, tell me a little bit about yourself and about your life. Yeah, I'm 77 years old. I was born in Brattleboro, Vermont. I've lived down here most of the time. Of course, I did live up in Boston for 18 years, then moved down here in 1990. Then I had a stroke in 1992. So for the last 30 years, I've been disabled. And you also served in the military, correct? I did, yes. I was in the U.S. Army. So now you've been receiving Meals on Wheels for several years now. You and I have grown to become really good friends. What is your favorite thing about receiving Meals on Wheels? Uh, It's always fresh, hot, on time. Yeah, it's good. I don't know what I'd do if I didn't have it. You know, I need something to eat. The meals, I have no complaints. I've never had a meal that I really disliked or could not eat. I've really enjoyed them. I think they do a super good job. What sort of challenges did you face before Meals on Wheels? Getting out every day to go out and get a meal. Because, of course, I'm paralyzed on one side. So moving around, is uh, mobility is a problem. Tell me a little bit about the volunteers that come to visit you. How is that experience for you? Oh, they're all very nice. I think part of it is the interaction with the people. Plus, to a certain degree, they're checking on me, too, that my well-being, if they found something wrong, they could dial 911, so, because, of course, I do live by myself. And we get to know each other, like every other Wednesday is Lee, turn on the record player. He bought me a record player for Christmas, now we play records. Once in a while, he'll come over and we'll listen to music. Let's shift into talking about the third aspect of Meals on Wheels, which is to strengthen. Mm -hmm. A big part of what we are about is taking care of the people who built this community that you and I now get to call home. We have individuals who taught in the school system for 50 years. We have musicians that played in Ybor City way back when. We have restaurant owners and bank clerks and These are the folks that were the community that built this community so that we can enjoy it now. And it's good and right to be able to take care of them at this point in their life, to help them so they can remain strong and independent and living in their own home. And our community uh, makes that possible, whether it's through donations of individuals or foundations or businesses, whether it's through volunteering, all the volunteers that are used to deliver those 950 homes every day, whether it's in support services that we provide for our recipients. Our community is stronger when we take care of those who need us. We have some great homeless ministries in our community, Metropolitan Ministries and Feeding Tampa Bay and so many others that that feed those who are homeless, and that is great and good and right. But you, you see the homeless out on the streets. You see them if you drive downtown or out on a street corner with a sign. Nobody ever sees the homebound, the people we serve, because they don't get out. And yet these are the people that have had such an impact on our community in past days. And it's just, it's our privilege. Really, I don't use that word loosely. It's an honor to be able to serve them and help them in these latter years of their life. And I can tell you, from my perspective, being a volunteer, it makes me look at my community differently as well. Because like you said, 
you know, with the homeless population, that is something that is visible. You think about it because you see it. With folks who are homebound, Mm -hmm. you don't realize it. And one great example was, you know, a couple of years ago when, you know, when we got hurricanes coming through Tampa Bay, one thing that came to mind to me to share a message with others is look to your neighbors. Do you have elderly neighbors? Do you have neighbors that perhaps you don't see? Check in on them, make sure that they're okay. You know, Meals on Wheels helps to strengthen this community because once you're involved in Meals on Wheels, you look at your community differently. Absolutely. Let's talk a little bit about um, how Meals on Wheels is funded, because I know that Meals on Wheels of Tampa does not receive any funds from the government. That's correct. There, Meals on Wheels uh, across the country has an unusual business model. There are actually 5,000 Meals on Wheels programs in the United States, much more worldwide, but 5,000 in the United States. 90% of them receive government funding, which is a good thing. I'm glad they're serving those in need and they have the funding to do that. Meals on Wheels of Tampa is one of the 10% that is privately funded, meaning we receive all our donations through this community. We don't receive, never have in our 47-year history, we don't receive government funding. There are some people I've asked many times before, well, why don't you apply for the government funding? I love our government. I love our country. It's not we have anything against uh, doing that. It's just that by being privately funded, it gives us a few advantages. We're able to serve people of all ages who are homebound, whereas the government-supported agencies only serve uh, seniors. Mm -hmm. And certainly we serve a lot of seniors, but we serve people in their 30s and 40s. We had for quite a while, a few years, our youngest recipient was 22, had a disease that kept him at home and isolated, and we were privileged to be able to serve him for a while. So we can do that because we are a private organization and we can dictate who we serve. The greatest advantage of being a privately funded organization is we can respond very, very quickly to the need. Typically, in most government-supported meals on wheels, it's a six- to eight-week intake process before somebody can get on the program. In our program, if somebody calls our office before 2 o'clock today, we'll have them on a route tomorrow. We can be serving them a meal and having that volunteer visit so we can react very quickly to the need. People say, well, don't you worry about getting taken or, you know, people who don't need it. Well, we'll find out if that's the case as we go through our volunteers. You're right. Usually it does it does come out in the wash. Right. If there is a person who perhaps doesn't necessarily need right. the help, yes. And our philosophy, my staff has heard me say this many times, we're always going to err on the side of love and bring a meal to somebody who maybe doesn't it, rather than to withhold meals from somebody who does. So I know personally that Meals on Wheels serves as a wonderful example for Meals on Wheels organizations across the country on how to become a self-sustaining operation. Can you tell us a little bit about the other programs that you have that help to bring in some of that money that helps Meals on Wheels going? 
Yes, I think I can in terms of bringing in money, which you specifically ask about. We have an annual breakfast, which is uh, actually coming up on March 10th that the community is invited to. And uh, it's there that we share our story and the impact of what we do. We Sometimes we have recipients there if we're able to get them out of their house to come uh, share their story. But it, it's kind of our moment to share with the community, this is our mission, this is who we reach, and this is how we do it. And I'd be remiss, Veronica, if I didn't say thank you to you because you emcee that event every year and do an incredible job with that. Thank but you. That's kind of our public face, if you will. That's our chance to say to the community, we could use your help if you are so inclined. It's a very important event for us. When we talk about strengthening the community, I know that Meals on Wheels also has a program called Nonprofits Helping Nonprofits. And I'm very excited to talk about this because Meals on Wheels not only helps our homebound in the community, but now the reach is to other nonprofit organizations in Tampa Bay. Yes. And, you know, this program started about, oh, 12 years ago during the recession time when things were a little squirrely with funding. And, and we thought of how, how can we improve our mission and make sure that no recipient ever misses a meal. And we decided, you know, we're not into like catering weddings or doing special events, but we thought we have great food. We could offer it to other nonprofits who are impacting the folks they serve. Profits that we make from that go right back into feeding our homebound. So uh, we currently serve one mission-related school, and as I said earlier, three mental health centers. We also um, have served in the past several other organizations that um, that we have great partnerships with. And what I like about it is I believe from a statement is being made to the community that nonprofits can work together for the betterment of all. And uh, we've heard that comment many times. And it's an important program for us because it provides sustainable funding to make sure we provide those meals every day to those we serve. I know earlier we talked a little bit about the actual experience of being a volunteer and what it means emotionally. But volunteers are, for lack of a better term, what drives Meals on Wheels. Mm -hmm. How many volunteers does Meals on Wheels of Tampa depend on each day? We have 90 routes that we serve each day. And each route, again, has 9 to 13 or 14 people on them. That's our 950 people with those 90 routes. So we need 90 volunteers each day to be delivering routes. So that's 450 routes in a week. We have countless others who serve uh, with the produce program that I spoke of earlier, weekend events that we have occasionally. Our volunteer base, I, I don't know the exact number, but I would guess we have 800 to 1,000 active volunteers who help us take care of our homebound. I think one of the great things about Meals on Wheels also, as a volunteer, is the fact that Meals on Wheels comes into the neighborhoods. Mm. So even though you're based right there on the river on Hillsborough Avenue in Tampa, for a person who is volunteering, for example, in New Tampa or as far south as Riverview, the, the process for actually picking up and delivering the meals is only 
a, a few miles in radius. Right. Great point. Thank you, Veronica, for bringing that up. Because what happens is our chefs get in about 4.30 each morning, start to cook the food fresh each day. By 9 o'clock, all our meals are sealed and on our trucks in hot bags and along with coolers that contain salads and dessert water. And they go out to 18 different drop-off points throughout the city. And to your point, uh, if somebody's in Lutz doing a route or in New Tampa or in Riverview or wherever it may be, they pick the drop-off site closest to them to go get their hot bag and cooler, and then they go out and do their route, which usually takes about an hour, hour and 15 minutes, depending on how chatty the (laughs) recipient or the volunteer may be. And then they'll bring their empty hot bag and cooler back to the drop-off site, and our trucks the next morning will pick up the empties and bring the full ones for the new day. And the process continues. You know, I chuckled because when people ask me approximately how long does it take to volunteer each Thursday morning, I always tell them that exact same thing. I always say, it takes me about an hour, depending on how chatty we all are that day. Right, right, right. So, and I, you know, I wanted to make a point of that as well, because one of the things that I also love to share with people is that for me personally, volunteering for Meals on Wheels is a minimal time, maximum impact volunteerism. Mm. For me personally, I am able to not only help a person receive a meal, but I get to create these relationships, these friendships with these folks. And really volunteering for Meals on Wheels only takes an hour out of my day, one day a week. But I feel like the impact that I am making on another person's life and in the community as well is something that is really felt deeply. So that's one of the major positive points for me about Meals on Wheels is the fact that the organization makes it easy for me to be able to do what I love to do in a small amount of time. Because let's face it, people are busy these sure, days. Sure, I appreciate that so much. I appreciate you saying that. And yeah, it's basically an hour a week to deliver a route. And the other thing that I love about Meals on Wheels is let's talk about the Adopt-A-Route program because Mm -hmm. to me, this is such a great program because Mm -hmm. a lot of folks that I talk to, they say, oh, well, unfortunately, the delivery time is during the workday, so there's no way that I can do it. Mm -hmm. However, there are a lot of businesses and organizations that are involved in Meals on Wheels. Absolutely, absolutely. We do deliver between our usual window of delivery is about from 10.30 to 1 o'clock each day, depending on what part of the county you're in. People who work have difficulty during that time because they're at their jobs. But we have a great program, the Adopt-Route program. Of the 450 routes we serve each week, about a third of them are served by Adopt-Routes. An Adopt-Route program is a business or a church or a synagogue or a social club that literally adopts a route. And they say every Tuesday, you know, at 12 o'clock, we'll have somebody from our business deliver this route. And they rotate their employees. And, man, there are so many wonderful stories from our adopt route partners. It helps the business to know that they are giving back to the community. It's a great team builder for employees to go out together and, and care for the recipients. 
And so many times we've seen the business or the organization literally kind of adopt the recipients, you know, and do extra things for them. It's not unusual. Somebody will come back on adopter out and another employer will say, how was Miss Johnson today? And did you see her, you know, and they'll Mm -hmm. talk. And so they really get engaged with the, the folks they are serving. Great way for businesses to be involved with uh, Meals on Wheels. And as you said before, it's an hour a week. I had a chance to sit down with Frances, who is a Meals on Wheels recipient, along with her daughter Romano, and they told me a little bit about how Meals on Wheels impacts their lives. Frances, I'd like to begin with you and ask you a little bit about yourself and about your life. How long have you lived in the Tampa Bay area? About 65 years. Tell me a little bit about um, when you were younger. What did you do for a living? Well, I was a mother and uh, I had four children, two girls and two boys. And I was married. Uh, My husband was in the military and... uh, I was a housekeeper, and I uh, later on went to school to be a nurse. Basically, I enjoyed taking care of children. I later decided to join Tampa General Hospital as a nurse on pediatrics for 30 years, which I enjoyed tremendously with uh, meeting the parents and the children and their needs, and it was very rewarding. What do you enjoy doing now that you're retired? Working in the yard and planting flowers and and enjoying my dog, Tiny. What kind of dog is Tiny? A chihuahua. What was it that made you decide to start receiving Meals on Wheels? I lost my appetite and I got to the place I would forget to eat in the morning and in the afternoon. I thought maybe that if someone brought me a meal, maybe I would eat it. Francis's daughter, Romano Whitley, is also with us. Romano, how did you first learn about Meals on Wheels? I went to Meals on Wheels to volunteer through one of my employers. And once I was there and I saw how they prepared the food, how healthy the foods were, portion control, um, the food contained like no salt almost for her blood pressure. And I thought it would be great for my mom and and a few neighbors here. Tell me a little bit about the concern that you had for your mom when you figured out that she perhaps wasn't getting the nutrition that she needed. Well, with her being retired and all of us working every day, it was a twofold kind of situation. Um, She wasn't eating and we knew that the meals would be uh, brought to her every day. And also it it would be somebody that would come by to stop by to check on her every day. And if um, she didn't come to the door or if anything was wrong, we would we would get a call. But she had lost a lot of weight, so it was more for her nutritional purposes. Francis, what do you think about the meals themselves? They are well-planned, and they suit your appetite tremendously, and uh, they come warmed and well-prepared. What were some of the challenges that you were facing before you received Meals on Wheels? I would have food in the refrigerator, and the children would bring me uh, different things they thought I would eat. And sometimes I would take a bite or two and put it back in the refrigerator, and I just did not have an appetite. And with the Meals on Wheels, my appetite is some better. Do you feel like your life has been improved since receiving Meals on Wheels? Yes, because uh, before that, before this, uh, sometime I would 
go sometime all day and I would maybe eat a banana or uh, a bowl of cereal and not eat anything all day. And uh, seeing the smiling faces of of the people that come, the volunteers that come, is like having a visitor every day. And uh, it does make a difference in your life. Do you have perhaps a favorite volunteer or a favorite moment of someone coming to visit you? No, they're, they're all equal and they're all very appealing. And uh, they, they, they give you something to look forward to every day. Where do you think you would be without Meals on Wheels in your life? I would be empty because uh, my family, they come, but it's just the idea that you see another face other than family, and it's very rewarding. Romano, what does Meals on Wheels mean for you? How does it give you peace of mind? Oh, for sure. Now, uh, through the years, my mom's, her health has declined. Her memory has declined. So she's unable to cook anymore. We've taken, you know, the, the stove away because sometimes she put things on and she forgets that something's cooking in the kitchen. And so I work, I continue to work every day. So it's very rewarding to know, again, that someone comes by to deliver her a hot meal every day so that I know that she has something to eat and she has something to eat when she take her medications every day. What message do you have for folks to perhaps encourage them to become more involved in their community and with Meals on Wheels? You know, the volunteers are like angels. They're like uh, angels sent from heaven that come by to see my mom every day. All of them, every one of them, they're so patient. They're so compassionate for her birthday they never forget her birthday she always get a cake and she always gets something special for all the holidays they do something special for her um they have a few that bring treats for the dogs when they come by they are the the volunteers are just like family that comes by the house if for some reason she has a doctor's appointment i forget to call them to say that she's not here I mean, I have two or three people calling me saying, we went to the door, she's not there, we want to make sure that she's okay. So it's a great benefit for, uh, you know, for the community. We've also encouraged some of our neighbors to sign up for Meals on Wheels because it's been, had such a tremendous impact on my life, my sisters and brother's life, knowing that that she's having healthy meals every day. And also, you know, for my mom, my mom loved Meals on Wheels. Ms. Francis, do you have a message or anything else that you would like to add to tell people about Meals on Wheels? The only thing that I have to say is Meals on Wheels is a blessing from God, and we are blessed to have Meals on Wheels in our community. Thank you both so much. I really appreciate your time. How did Meals on Wheels handle the COVID pandemic? Obviously, that was a time of isolation, and especially for our most vulnerable persons in the community, our homebound seniors? Yeah, great question. Very scary time all the way along the line. One of the things I'm proud of saying as a director is that we remained open throughout the pandemic, ensuring that the people we serve, who really don't have other options, received every meal 
every daily meal they needed to. Now, in the early going of the pandemic, when all of us were kind of at a loss exactly what it was and, you know, how do we react to it, there was a lot of fear out there. That was especially true for our seniors, um, you know, and for them to know that amidst all the uncertainty related to the pandemic, that they were still going to get their daily meal and daily contact. We had to go to phone contacts and delivering a few more frozen meals than we normally do. But every day they got they got a contact and, and a meal. For a lot of them, that was, you know, that was their security. Initially, we saw our numbers go up because a lot of people were just scared and didn't know what to do. And then gradually, as families started to deal with the pandemic, numbers came down to what they were pre-pandemic. Now we're in a growth mode as we continue to expand. But the pandemic, I, I think, you know, we talked about the importance of volunteers, and I thank you and all our volunteers who make a difference. I think the volunteers were especially crucial to our recipients during the pandemic. They needed the food, certainly. They they needed healthy food, but just to have that constant voice to check on them, to make sure they were okay, meant so much to so many of our recipients during that time. And of course, we're not out of it yet, but the pandemic was a pretty wild period for everybody, including Meals on Wheels. And I think it's also important to point out that even though we're in a different phase right now of COVID, that Meals on Wheels still has very strict protocols for volunteers when it comes to protecting the recipients. So I know that um, we're required to mask up, to use hand sanitizer, um, and so there are specific rules about making sure that we continue to keep our distance for our uh, vulnerable recipients. Absolutely. We want to make sure our recipients are safe, but also our volunteers, of course. And so we do have some strict protocols in place. One of the great things, I guess I'll say, that happened during the pandemic was we were able to arrange before, really before it got going on a nationwide basis, for our recipients to receive vaccines at home through mobile units before mobile units became common across the country. And for a lot of our recipients, just to know they had been vaccinated, provided them peace and security. You know, we thank the city of Tampa for working with us to make sure that our folks had that opportunity to be vaccinated along the way. What is it that makes you so passionate about this mission? We all have family members who have aged and that passed away at some point. For me, that person was my mom, who I loved dearly. And being able to um, to care for her the last four years of her life it was difficult, but it was the greatest honor of my life, you know. And the last couple of years were really, really tough. And I just think about if my kids and I weren't around, what would my mom have done? And at least to some degree, the answer is Meals on Wheels. To have that healthy food and that daily contact and care, it just means so much. So I think just going through that experience in my own life with my own mom provides that passion. My desire is always to want to help and care for everybody, but especially the folks that we serve each day. And it's kind of chunked up a notch because I've been through the experience myself. 
Is there anything that perhaps we didn't cover or anything else that you would like to add? I would just like to say a heartfelt thanks to this community because we could not do this mission in the community without the support of so many. Our donors, our volunteers, all those that make our mission actually happen each day. One of the things I love about Meals on Wheels is that our volunteers get to actually bring the food to the person who needs it. You know, they're they're not having to work in the background or in a warehouse or those kind of things. They're actually bringing food and there is nothing more beautiful than bringing a meal to somebody who is in need and who is grateful for it. So thanks to this community. Thanks to you, Veronica, for being a great volunteer. To all our volunteers and all those who provide support for us. Good Lord willing and the creek don't rise. We're going to have our (laughs) services out all over as we expand. And uh, I look forward to that. Steve King, Executive Director of Meals on Wheels of Tampa. Thank you so much for joining us today on our Be More Unstoppable podcast. Thanks, Veronica. I appreciate it. For more information about Meals on Wheels, or if you'd like to become a fellow volunteer, check out mowtampa.org. Thank you for listening to Be More Unstoppable. This podcast is produced by WEDU PBS in West Central Florida. For more information, please visit wedu.org slash unstoppable.